Hello, Maggie. We're back. KBs, we're back. You know, one of the most exciting privileges that we have as co-creators of the universe is the authority to have exactly what we desire. I'm so excited to know that today. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Should I drink any of this LaCroix? Probably not. I mean, <laughs> probably not. <laughs> it's risky. Thank you for the water, but I think the carbonation might be an issue. It's risky, for sure. I'm pretty jacked up. We've got a concert here in just a couple of days, and I know. I'm getting excited. That's in Salisbury, North Carolina. It's going to be so much fun. Have you ever been to Salisbury, North Carolina? I have. I actually played a concert, a, a symphony concert there when I was like 16 or something. Well, it's a sweet, sweet place to be this weekend. Weather is nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to do a forecast on a podcast. <laughs> With a chance of a cold front, no. It's actually warming up here quite a bit. So, Well, we're sitting outside and there Again. are birds all around us. And <laughs> I could not believe listening back to when we recorded outside last time. I mean, the birds almost didn't sound real. It sounded like a, like a track or something. You're right. <laughs> That's correct. <laughs> are you distracted by I the motorcycle? There There's lots of things going on around us, but... <laughs> Anyway, hello, KB's KineticBelief.com is the website, and we are here today because... And at yes. Stephen Canyon Instagram. Ah, what other things are there? There's Facebook. That's Which, also Stephen Canyon. Stephen Canyon. Is yeah. there a phone number we want to throw out there? 844-844-0049. And what does that do? You just send a text to it, and then that signs you up to occasionally receive text messages from Stephen and or myself and then this time next week we will be in colorado again My back out in colorado in the high so rockies excited. but you know something human being we can imagine and attract all things conceivable for advancing the mind body spirit and soul toward perfected completion and i don't say that lightly even though it came out lightly that's a big deal when it comes to dealing with things in our lives that we want to see changed mm. relationships employment Yes. <laughs> our genius of purpose manifesting right before our very eyes. Very real possibility. In fact, we're experiencing exactly what we've been imagining all along anyway. Yeah. Those are our experiences. Yes. That's the reality of the realness in our lives that's manifesting day in and day out. You know, we talk a lot about if you can imagine it, you can have it. Um, but we also talk about the universe and belief and how it, the positive source energy always shows up even more than we can think or imagine. And and I think that's an, that's interesting that when you lean into the positive source energy, um, you always get more than you bargained for, which I think is really wonderful. That Yes, manifestation comes in a, a holistic way that's more than we could have ever thought of or imagined mm -hmm. because there are experiences that have yet to be experienced. All we can imagine is are the... The subjective reality, the imagination, is a con it's the connective tissue between us and possibility. Mm. Us and consciousness that goes beyond us. Source, source imagination, yes. source desire. The, the bias that created us has within it more than we've experienced. So obviously, when we dwell in that higher place of consciousness... That connectiveness is the thing that draws out more than we can think of. And I think that's really thrilling because how, how great for us, you know, us with our, our limited experience, our limited knowledge to the life that we've lived, yes. um, we get to yes. lean into the, the limitless possibilities of the universe. It's, it's this really um, 
symbiotic partnership that we're in. And I was having a conversation with someone yesterday about this very thing. And I said to him, "That's this is why it is so vital that you not be closed-minded, mm. that you not say, you know, unless I see it, I'm not going to believe it. Because when we're <laughs> yes. closed-minded, we <laughs> shut ourselves off from the limitless, from the more coming into our lives. Something that you said, one of the first things actually you said to me when we first met all those years ago, Steve, <laughs> I just, I just loved it. Um, I said, do you believe in aliens? And you said, of course. You said, uh, I'm a believer. <laughs> and it's funny, but it really um, made me pause. And I thought, wow, you know, it's important to just go through life in the posture of belief and just to to call yourself a believer. And the alien thing, obviously, I'm being a little funny with that. We were kind of having a, a funny conversation there. But when you said, I'm a believer, that means that you're predisposed to believe. And um, you're not approaching life as a cynic, um, you know, with expecting everything to, to, to touch it and to, for it to not be true, for it to not be real. Are you kidding me? Look around where we are right now. <laughs> Who am I to say that I don't believe in that bush or that tree or those birds, the water, the fountains, the anything? We are, we come into this universe. We come out of the universe into this place that we're now occupying, mm. created from the substance of belief. Somebody says, well, I don't believe that. Well, you, that's what you believe, that you wow. don't believe that. Wow. You can't escape this thing called belief. Yeah. A belief, when it's no longer questioned by the one that's believing, creates a kinetic energy field, which rapid fires this constructive commands into the uh, quantum building blocks for all things. Mm -hmm. And so circumstances begin to change according to what we are willing to believe. It's the willingness that manifests the things or the substance of what we are willing to believe. And so the miraculous begins to show up in the life of those who uh, are willing to believe in the miraculous, and it wow. shows up without explanation. It doesn't wow. require it to be defined. In other words, if you're willing, then all things become possible yes. for those that are. It doesn't require it to be defined. That's incredibly powerful. And, you know, belief, when you say it that way, you see it now as this anchor point. It's incredibly foundational. You know, I was cruising through Instagram this morning, and uh, just for a minute, and by the time I got done, I had the quote fatigue. Like, goodness gracious, all the inspirational quotes, like, uh, da, 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 da. I mean, it just, it was just so much. And it was just, I don't know, my brain couldn't even, couldn't even handle all of the motivational quotes. I couldn't even absorb it. And so for you to, to describe belief in this way feels incredibly refreshing because we just get to stand on it and we don't have to define it. We don't have to talk it to death. Um, mm. It's something that is, and it's a, and like you just mm. said, it's a part of us. It's a part of our origin story. So this is, um, again, I'm finding this refreshing <laughs> right now. Well, all of those positive cognitive reasonings of positive quotes become exhausting because they're reasoned with, and it is a, a cognitive realization of these things being possible mm. rather than them, them becoming you. So as they become us, the essence of positivity becomes you. You no longer reason with it. It's not exhausting. It's just the way of life. And then, wow, when, you get hold, when we get hold of these things, Maggie, that we're talking about as kinetic believers, then 
by not giving up on the in the continuum of our original dreams and those hopes and all of those aspirations that we have as children, as young human beings who haven't been tampered with yet. All of those things are the key connectors to every single person's original purpose that we come into this universe with. And the increase of our experiential knowledge then and all of those habitual thoughts that manifest the original concept of us remain untainted as long as we continue to go back into that original genius of purpose without the inf the negative influencers saying hold up wait a minute you're not like me you shouldn't be doing that you you're crazy to think that you can go beyond this place of now well so uh, i i want to make sure i understand so what you're saying is you know that belief is a huge part of return constantly um bringing to life our genius of purpose which which it sounds like you're saying in a way um is for lack of a better word cleansing us you know keeping us um fresh and, and at the core you know sort of washing away uh, all these things that society wants to to put on us or that we've maybe even put on ourselves or or other people mm, yes because we are every single person there's a one of, is a one-of-a-kind version of the human species that is a unique beautiful masterpiece mm. but it's only when it's been tainted by the the uh, need for validation or the redefining uh, words and expectations and judgments of other people when you believe that stuff yeah. then it becomes you become a, a foggy version of that original faceted beautiful diamond that was created to shine and be a light in in this world and so this is all of a sudden i feel like we're taking a little side road here to talk about you know border bullies and relationships because if you know, you have to make sure that you're not being uh, muddied up so much that you can't, that, that returning to your genius of perf purpose can't even keep you uh, washed right. away. Washed yeah. away. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's it, it can sort of out, one can absolutely outrun the other if we're not protecting ourselves. That is the challenge of everyday living, mm. is to come out from under condemnation. As soon as you think you've mastered it, as soon as, as soon as we believe that we have overcome the the default negativity of family and friends that had access that we couldn't shake or get rid of, mm -hmm. that was speaking negative, toxic things into our lives, yeah. I'm telling you that somebody, it may be the grocery store clerk, it could be the Uber driver, it might be the neighbor's dog, I don't know, it, it'll come from somewhere though. So mm -hmm. this is the challenge of living, yeah. that every single day we are prepared as kinetic believers mastering that positive energy that positive vortex of life liberty freedom mind soul body advancing toward perfected completion mastering that mm -hmm. to the place where the first and, and the most important challenge that we face every single day is for us to come out from under every sense of every sense every every sense of condemnation from wherever it may come from it could come from the television that that station channel that you're watching it could come from someone else in traffic but we are we are absolutely taxed with the necessity of coming out from every sense of condemnation there are no negative imaginations that are harbored within the kinetic believer that is manifesting the essence of their creative genius their purpose for being here and so even when a negative judgment uh, comes from somewhere else you know maybe you believe yourself to be of a, a race that's being condemned 
a gender that's being condemned, a nation that's being condemned and judged by the rest of the world as being bad, whatever it is, those things are dream killers. If you attach yourself to those condemnations, it will stab in the heart the aspiration that you were put into this world to, to, to hold up. And so when we meditate on those negative things, we're constructing a narrative that will ultimately produce the life that we're going to experience as the believer that we are. When, you believe, when we believe, and we have no choice but to believe it, we're believers. So if it's before your eyes, if it's in those gateways that open up the, the heart of the essence of the manifesting power that we have, if we allow ourselves to see it, to hear it, to read it, to be in the, the, to be in the sphere of influence of that, then that that energetic is going to produce the life we're experiencing. So we have, as kinetic believers, that every single day objective of establishing ourselves within the essence of what we know to be true about ourselves and to live our truth and to become that truth and to put emphasis on and pressure on that peace and joy and happiness and life and love and health to be ours and to manifest in a way that we become world changers as the lighthouse in the wilderness is supposed to be. Well, and Kinetic Belief tells us that not only are we doing uh, these, approaching these challenges and overcoming these challenges to maintain our sense of self and that identity as a Kinetic Believer, but good news, a challenge, we get to graduate. It means you, you, you get to be improved upon and you get to, to rise above this. And the next time it shows up, it's an, it's an easy test to pass. And even though the next one's coming, I just think it's, it's something to celebrate. The growth is something to celebrate. So not only are we protecting our identity, but, you know, we're growing by leaps and bounds, by passing these tests as they come. And, you know, the graduate, let's take a doctor, for example. There comes a time when a, a physician graduates from medical school and they are given their own surgical instruments. And now it's time to go out and do surgery. That doesn't <laughs> mean you that imagine? you do surgery once and, and it's no longer required. <laughs> we successfully, every single day as kinetic believers get up to perform surgery on ourselves, not other people, but we're yeah, surgically yeah. removing the negative toxicity that seeks to destroy and to to make sick and to bring disease into the 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 realm of our positive energetics so we remove those things because we yes. graduated from the 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 medicinal school of living our best lives. <laughs> Can you even imagine graduating and now you're supposed to go perform surgery. <laughs> I mean, I passed out when somebody took my stitches out. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, you it's know, just that's amazing. Really, that's a great point because most people pass out at the thought of surgically removing toxic people from their lives. Ooh. And so they avoid yeah. it at any cost. I couldn't, I can't stand the sight of someone else's proverbial blood of personality, that blood that I'm, I don't want to see it. I can't stand the thought of dealing with something head on. So yeah. I'm going to avoid it and just hope for the best outcome. Avoidance is so way. real too. You can, you can feel it when you're pulling away, you know, you're sort of turning away from something. Um, you can feel the ick factor kicking in like, oh, I do not want to deal with this. I do not want to do this today. I, there's no part of me that wants to. But is it? would you agree that those are typically the times where it's most important? Absolutely. Well, you taught me that. 
You taught what? me that years ago. You said jerk that Band-Aid off. Oh. <laughs> jerk it off. Take <laughs> it off. Don't pull at it. Don't let it sit there. It needs to come off. And and I've got more hair on my arms than you do. <laughs> Just Probably. jerk the Band-Aid Just off. Pull it. Don't pull yeah. it slowly. Just jerk it off. But isn't that mm. how we should be dealing with anything that's toxic in our lives? Yeah. Don't coddle it. Don't enable it. Don't allow it to stand for another day. Jerk it off and do it today so you can get on living your flourishing best life. Yes. You know, every single one of us is experiencing, experiencing today, right now in this moment, a life that's been created by something that we've been talking about. In other words, you know, I can only say something that I've thought about, and I can only say something that I've been thinking about, and something that I've been reasoning with, and this is how we, well, this is how we create vacuums of expectations that form the lives that we're going to experience. And, and, and don't take my word for it. There's so many re, just reams of, and volumes of research now that's been done that shows that bias of a belief actually determines molecularly. It determines the substance that is going to be attracted into by particle entanglement our sphere of influence, the things you see showing up, the personalities and other people that are coming into your life. All of these things are coming because of, <clears throat> excuse me, our biases, our subjective beliefs. Maybe we believe that we were losers because daddy told us we were when we were six years old. And so that bias of belief brings other, <laughs> other type of, uh, the same type of people in our lives that are perhaps failing at most of life. They're losing in, in the, the definition of, of man's definition of losing. They're failing at most of life. And, and we're surrounding ourselves with failures in that sense because we believed that, that we were a failure because Daddy told us we were when we were kids. Well, research is showing why that is the case. But now one of the most bizarre premises of that type of research, of quantum theory, in other words, which is fascinating philosophers, fascinating physicists, states that, you know what, by the very act of just watching, just watching something, watching a rodeo, watching the neighbors, watching kids throw rocks, watching any, watching something, the observing of that affects the observed reality. Things change through observation. We change through observation. We change uh, according to how we interpret what we're observing. And so the bias of a person's belief literally changes reality. We had a great conversation yesterday. We were several years ago out in Colorado and we went to a Shakespeare uh, out in the outdoor Shakespeare, uh, I, don't, I don't remember what the Shakespeare thing. What was it? It was was it? I think it was Othello. <clears throat> was it Othello? Maybe it was Shakespeare in the Park. So I'm not totally sure. Or no, it was um. It Romeo, wasn't It was Romeo and Juliet. It, yeah, yeah. But so there was a, oh my, and it was an interpretation of that. But we were in this big tent, and they'd built this wooden stage, and the steps were made of plywood. And the wood nymphs, is that what they were? No, they were the soldiers. But they, no, they, they were the girls. Oh, yeah. And they, that were, were bringing the crowds in to begin with and dancing around outside. And, and, and hooping and hollering. And hooping and, and hollering and, <laughs> and, and running around and, and 
all of these Basically things. Basically anyone that didn't get a part just Hilarious to got us. to run up and... But then into the show, that the, the wooden steps, every single entrance and exit made by the players of that Shakespearean uh, the theater, whatever, they would, they would stomp on those steps, and it was so loud to us. <laughs> but you know something? We, <laughs> we it made it fun, didn't it? We oh. were, I mean, it, it, was, it was entertaining beyond entertaining. To be observers of that and not to negatively judge it, but it was so distracting to the Shakespeare and it wasn't intentional, I'm sure, but the the reality of it was what it was and it was loud and it was army boots. They were wearing oh, and, 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 and camouflage. They weren't and they laced were, up. That was the that was the up. biggest issue. So they would they would you know, because I think there were I think there were like two or three people playing, you know, nine parts. So, so they were changing shoes. And I've never seen a production that had more entrances and, and exits because of the, the, the few players yes. that were playing these 100 different roles. And so the, the, clomp, the stomp, 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 up and down, so loud that with the army boots on. Like, I think they're here. It became entertain. It was entertaining for us. Yes. And other shows that we go like, and you'll see one or two things that sticks out, but yes, high five, this is life, and it's glorious, and it's wonderful, and it's humorous. So as observers of this, this, this river of life going by, we delight in the unexpected because of a light heart. And when we find joy and happiness in these things, it's, it isn't an immediate judgment. It can be a negative well, you're ruining my Shakespeare play here tonight. Somebody should have created a stage that didn't echo oh the, the, the entrances and exits. You, you, we have, at every moment of every day, yeah. the ability to see life as a positive, entertaining, wonderful way of going and, and happening for or as a wreck yeah. and a disaster. And how dare you ruin my evening at the Shakespeare well, and, Theater. And a great example of this too is um, you and I were recently in a city that um, we hadn't been to in many, many years. And we were walking around just, you know, ha- taking the afternoon off and, and you said, um, you said everybody seems a lot nicer here than they were when we were here before. I said, they do. They do seem a lot, you know, everyone, just everyone in the city. Why are they so nice? And then we started laughing because we both simultaneously realized that it was probably us. (laughs) (laughs) But it's how we were perceiving everything, how we are approaching everything. You know, it's how you are, just like you're saying, it's how you're approaching life and experiences as an observer, as an observer, that nine times out of ten is going to determine your true experience. Absolutely. There was a comedian that you were watching not long ago, and he said that when he was in high school, he went to three different high schools, and the first one he was at, he said everybody there was a jerk. And then he went to another high school, and he said everybody there was just a jerk and mean and horrible. And he went to <laughs> moved to another high school, and he said, oh, wait a minute. He said, oh, it's me. Oh, <laughs> hold on. He only took, you know, 10,000 kids <laughs> to, to, to realize that, that you're a... <laughs> I'm the mean jerk all but, of this. You know, but it, it is interesting, though, isn't it? Because you can feel it. Even at the beginning, even if you're a seasoned kinetic believer, if you wake up with a little moodiness or a little weirdness going on in your mind and you walk out the door that way, it, it affects your entire day because you are approaching it with the... And I guess that's best based on expectation, right? You're projecting an expectation of negativity what's how we are seeing life through our own lens most people judge others by what they themselves would do Mm. 
and and then most others, you know, we judge other people's by our own by our uh, good intentions as well. And so whatever it is that we see ourselves as, we are labeling all of life that way. Yeah. And so if you see things in a negative, if you see think people are there, goes some skateboarders. How dare them go down the sidewalk? And what a bunch of bums they are they should be <laughs> studying like i would have been studying it's a bias and that's that's the problem the kids bias, these days the kids these days the music that they listen to all of that the bias of a person's belief literally changes their own reality mm. and so the problem is we're we are all believers and now that can be a problem because somebody will say well i just don't believe that but that's see that's what you believe is that you don't believe that you don't believe it. Either way, we're all experiencing what we believe about things. And this is the power of being a kinetic believer, understanding that, you know what, we have, a, we have the ability to change how we see things, the ability to change how we see the work that we are doing, the tasks that we're doing, the ability to relabel our chores around the house. When we're cleaning the kitchen, it's either a positive or a negative, but we have the authority and the ability to change it into a positive energetic or a negative one. And to be the best at cleaning the kitchen with excitement and, and quickness and a thoroughness. Or to do it in a, a belabored way that says, I, I'm better than this. I shouldn't be cleaning this kitchen. This is beneath me. Both of those will affect the outcome of your own life. It will affect the now that you're experiencing in the tomorrows. It's creating your next year. It's creating the advancement of your mind, body, and soul. Or the negative uh, detriment of that to decrease, to become less than it was ever intended to be. I feel like everything you're saying right now is also, in, in, a, in a certain way, redefining the term responsibility. Because many times we're taught that uh, we, you, you have to take responsibility. You need to take responsibility. But based off of what you're telling us right now, we get to. This is our true superpower, is that we get to autonomously with free will and the ability to, to choose our own path. Uh, responsibility is now all of a sudden the, um, the silver bullet, the magic bullet, if you will, to make the life that you want. Yes, and that's the good news, isn't it? Yes. We have the responsibility to make the life, to create the life that we want. That's great news. Yes. Mm. And, and that's why knowing all of this is so important because no hell is worse than that in which one lives without knowing it mm -hmm. and the good news is is we can alter our reality through the creative power of kinetic belief Albert Einstein called all of this that we're talking about the ability of separated objects to share a condition or a state uh, he called it spooky action at a distance and since words really are things perhaps we should be saying some good things because knowing all of this I'm going to choose I'm going to choose the conversations that I will allow myself to have from the basis of their positive or their negative essence period I've got to do that because this is the first step toward beginning a prosperous healthy blessed life of intentional abundant manifestations well wow. responsibility you know again you're taking us there responsibility for the conversations we're having there's a great uh, scripture in the bible that says you know think on things that are pure and lovely mm, do yes. that you yeah. know you have the choice to do that and just because the whole world is you know 
just like little piranhas just chewing up the negative news mm. to pieces and feeding on it does not mean that we have to. That is our choice. Yes, and that New Testament scripture that you just you just quoted, it's not there just because it reads well, because it's <laughs> it fluffy sure and, it, and nice. it sounds nice. No, <laughs> it's because it, it's we're creating when we do those things. It's directing our lives. We're the captain yes. of our ships. And yeah. so if I choose to say only good things, my mind, body, and soul will absolutely follow. It yes. follows that. Mm -hmm. And we are all the stuff that makes the universe aware of itself. And all things are interconnected. And as we imagine, however we imagine, whatever our imagination is doing, how, wherever it goes, so goes the rest of us. Mm. And the substance of creation is not a respecter of persons. It doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't care who we are. We are who we are as, as awareness in this universe. And if we follow the laws of creative engagement with the substance of things hoped for, we attract the abundant life that we were meant to experience, that we, the life that we desire. That happens, period. There's no exception to this rule. Yeah. We, you're not going to come along and be the first person to imagine one thing and experience another. Right. <laughs> it's a sure thing. And if you are the first person, go write a book about it and, and uh, get rich off of <laughs> or it. Or don't because it didn't happen. It, or it really didn't happen. You're, just, you're <laughs> deceived. But when we find yes. that we're constantly justifying ourselves mm -hmm. to others for their validation, that is a sure sign that we're operating under the negative influences of, of self-actualized condemnations. No one can actually condemn you. It has to be self-actualized. We've got to receive that and, and believe that to be true about ourselves and redirect our uh, expectations away from the Creator and put it on somebody that's uh, tangible in the empirical realm around us. There's another scripture that comes to mind, and uh, don't ask me where it is, and I'm, I'm definitely paraphrasing it, but it, it basically says that, you know, when you look for your reward in other people for something you've done, that is your reward. That is all you'll get. Mm -hmm. yeah. And yeah. how beautiful that, you know, I think that speaks to the intimacy of our relationship with the universe. Um, you know, don't step out on the universe with other people needing their validation. Your validation will come mm -hmm. from within and the universe and your creator mm -hmm. will give you the ultimate validation, the never ending validation. It, it's a wellspring that keeps on giving and giving and giving. But, you know, if you look for a pat on the back from Aunt Sally, that's all you're going to get. I love that. Don't step <laughs> out on the universe. Isn't yeah. that wonderful? Because yeah. the universe doesn't have a negative expectation for any of us. Yeah. And we're stepping out on the universe when we do go to Aunt Sally and say, what do you think of me now? Yeah. Even yes. if she says, I think you're wonderful. Exactly. It's still less than what was intended originally for us. Well, and what a powerful phrase that it's so definitive. It says, that's all you will have. Mm, you you have nice. you've slammed the door on the possibility of so much more from, from your creator. Our lives are meant to mm. advance, to be more today than it was yesterday. And we will no longer be mesmerized by what Aunt Sally and all these other people think by, by mindfully, yeah. and this is, this is the task of putting pressure on our best lives to manifest. When we mindfully cast down negative imaginations and bring into captivity every single thought into the obedience of our advancing lives. Yes. Kinetic believers, we choose our articles of faith, and we do it by writing, by journaling, by writing out exactly what we imagine to desire. Mm. And by replacing the word, 
I want or, uh, you know, I wish we replace that with I have. Then the, the daily unwavering meditative practice of kinetic belief journaling would develop and it attracts and it manifests this abundant way of living like a tree continuing to blossom and flourish and reach toward a sunny sky. And, and, you know, we should not try, and this goes back to kind of what you were saying earlier, we shouldn't try to visualize some desired destination. Because this life is a journey. It's far more than any destination. It's far more than any cottage by the sea. Only imagine steps. Only imagine trophies along the way. Only imagine those benchmarks. And the, the universe has its part to do, and it's, it, is, it is vastly loaded with surprises, loaded with those trophies, and loaded with more than enough, pressed down, shaken together, and overflowing. It's loaded with heart's desire, with, which is far more than anything that we could ever think of or imagine. Oscar Wilde had a, I think it was Oscar Wilde, he had a great quote about, um, he said something to the effect of, you know, if you think you know who or what you want to be in life, then that's your punishment. <laughs> if you think you yeah. know you want to be fill in the blank, uh, yeah. you, you will have, you'll be punished and you'll have to live out that life as that thing. And so I think that speaks to how the, the fundamental nature of life is misunderstood. Mm. You know, you just mentioned a journey, That's, and it is the perfect word to describe life, because if you misuse life, you know, it, you could even see it as a tool, you know, it's a spoon when you need a knife. You have to understand what life is supposed to be to get the most out of it. Mm. Yeah, because we are all active participants in this grand partnership with God, with our mm. Creator. Yes. And it's the Creator that ultimately manifests our heart's desires. And so... You know, it's our job just to, to keep our hand on the rudder while embarking uh, upon this great adventure. And the universe meets us with the probably, you know, the best life that was ever meant for us as we go along the way with all these treasures from this vast storehouse that's meant just for you, just for me. And so rather than a career with a, a a uh, clearly defined ending called retirement to it. Mm. No, I've got these projects that I'm, I'm wonderfully enjoying along the way. We have work sessions. We don't work. We have sessions. <laughs> we have engagement sessions in studios and, and canvases. Once you've painted a canvas, you're not finished. You go to a, a new canvas and you do a new expression of yourself. Mm. When I've written a song, I'm not done. I move on to another one for another expression. When I clean the kitchen, I don't do it the same way I did before. I go in there and with a, a new uh, idea of expressing myself with the, this uh, beauty of cleanliness as I go through it and I load a dishwasher and I clean out the sink and, and I'm doing it to the best of my ability to advance myself beyond this place where I am now. You know, the way that you just described uh, that way of thinking, it was so illuminating because it gave me the sense that, you know, you are we are as connected believers not under the things we do and therefore we're not defined by them you know you're when you clean the kitchen you're not going oh my god i'm going to be a kitchen cleaner forever you know i mean we have to think and live beyond those tasks and be above above those things in our own mind and in our own identities 
And, and I just loved how you described it because it was just it was just something that we're simply putting our hand to from time to time and, instead of this all defining this is the way it's going to be forever and ever. Right, because it's not forever and ever because we're increasing. Yes. And an increase means we're moving beyond the now, beyond the now with our now in the yeah. present moment, ever expanding from within the joy of our gratitude. Mm. And then the materialization of our desires manifests relative to the kinetic velocity of our expectations. Increase your expectations with an increase of joy and an increase of gratitude and thankfulness, and it increases directly proportional to the mass of the object and the square of its velocity. Mathematically speaking, it is kinetic belief equals one-half mass times the velocity squared. Mm. And so that is how it's measured. That is the scientific way that our life increases through the joy of gratitude. Having a desire for more out of life is the beginning to attracting abundance. And so I'm just, you know, we do this, this is our life, Maggie. Yeah. And I am so grateful to have what I desire, to have what you and I collectively desire to have. And we have it now because we've asked for it and we've received it now, whether you can see it or not. And that's how we live a life of gratitude. I don't, we don't live by what we see. We live by what we believe. And as believers, we choose our beliefs. Yes. We're not, we don't choose to believe what we're told to believe. We choose our highest viewpoint beliefs for perfecting our lives of increase right now as it is today. Mm. You know, I want to, I have to do this and the last couple of weeks I think has been tough for a lot of people that have listened to news and it's I know it's affected people all around the world and I want to just say that there is and there has there is a destructive force that has been on this earth for thousands of years and it doesn't have a form by the way it uses forms but it doesn't have one and it's evidenced by death. It's evidenced by destruction, which the presence of all of that in the empirical world is self-evident. Negative destructive forces do not invent. They do not create. And it does not love. And it is devoid of compassion. That's how you will know it. It is the opposite of light. And it's attracted by the uh, energetics of fear. KBs, I want you to listen very carefully right now. You and I, we have the ability to protect our children. The force behind the power of kinetic belief. It not only rearranges things, it creates and it attracts positive change. And it's also the most powerful force in the universe, by the way. And it is able to prevent evil from coming against us. Against our families and against our children. When we unwaveringly practice kinetic belief, the quantitative response is an instantaneous shield. Now listen to me. The universe has been equipped to forcibly uphold the grateful intentions of every single human being. And when these intentions are aligned with that of creation, with that of a loving creator, which is to, it's to expand life, to become more, and it's to flourish. The universe forcibly upholds those intentions. And I'll tell you this, 
that as a person who's filled with light and love, we have a responsibility to use our creative authority over every kind of destructive, negative, vile enemy that there is to life. So we resist the power of destructiveness, and we do it by placing a demand on protection and standing in the creative authority that we have for our children. Regardless of what's happening around us, you and I, we don't have to live in fear. The Creator has given us all of the authority that we'll ever need for physical protection. There is power in that. There is power in knowing who we are and whose we are. Using our authority for a shield of protection over every destructive force, it can be done quickly, and we can speak light, and we can speak love, and we can attract protection and wisdom for the essence of the abundant life to forcefully protect our families. We can speak with gratitude our demands for sanctity on our way to work while we're out running errands, and we can do this at any time. Receiving protection and gratitude it can be done as soon as we awaken in the morning. And, and I'll tell you that invoking our creative kinetic believer's authority and effectively uh, becoming uh, powerfully protected, it becomes second nature when we make a routine out of it. We invoke the manifestation of protection on our children, and we do it by using our God-given authority when we say things like, my children are protected from every kind of harm, every force of destruction, and every evil right now. I'm grateful for their protection, for their safety, and for their flourishing life, which is the original intention of the Creator's expanding creation, and which is right now granted to my children. And they have it now. They have it tomorrow. And they have it ten years from now. And for the presence of their protection, I am so satisfied. I am so very grateful. No force of darkness, decay, or death can come near my children. The force of light and love that's within me right now is so far greater than any power of destruction. Death and the force of destruction, you vile thing, you stay away from my children's school and from everything that affects me and my family. You stay away from my home and from every vehicle and building I go into. I'm not afraid. For greater is the power of my ability to prosper and to be blessed than the power of destruction. So, I'm at peace because I'm filled with love and with light and with gratitude. For I have the creative authority within me right now. And it's done in my life as it was intended to be. Look, it's one thing to know what to do, but it is another one to do it. And we stay active in our kinetic belief by applying the five modalities to our everyday lives. At any time, we can resist destruction by the creative authority that we have. We are not victims. And when it comes to our children, we're not defenseless. We have circumstantial control, whether we use it or not. Every person has it. It's just that most don't use it. 
but the power to excise undesirable things from within our realm of existence is absolutely under our dominion. But you've got to know it, and you have to adhere to it and, and rely upon the knowledge of your belief. When we desire what we imagine to be our truth, not doubting, we can have peace that our children are under our creative covering of protection that cannot be touched by destructive forces. And so we continue in interceding to manifest protection for our schools. And we let the desire of destructive forces know that it cannot have our children. We use our dominant authority to put the bias of evil on notice that it has no right to our lives or to the lives of our children. We have the authority for the blessing of long life, joy, happiness, health, and prosperity. Let's work on some highest viewpoints. Yes. Just say this aloud. Say, I am so grateful. I'm so grateful. For the privilege my children have. For the privilege my children have. To learn and develop on this earth safely. To learn and develop on this earth safely. No violence can take place in the lives of my children. No violence can take place in the lives of my children. So we take authority. So we take authority. Over the forces of evil. Over the forces of evil. And destruction. And destruction. That would attempt to destroy their lives. That would attempt to destroy their lives. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful that for the supernatural protection over my children for the supernatural protection over my children there's no destructive force or power there's no destructive force or power that can come near my family that can come near my family or their schools or their schools and that every plan for destruction every plan for destruction that is in the dark that's in the dark that is void of light and love that is void of light and love will be exposed by the light it's going to be exposed by the light and stopped and stopped I'm grateful for the wisdom. I'm grateful for the wisdom to receive intuitive knowledge. To receive intuitive knowledge regarding what to do. Regarding what to do and when to do it. And when to do it. I'm grateful. I'm grateful for insight. For insight and perspective. And perspective for the power of the knowledge. For the power of the knowledge of the will of my genius of purpose. Of the will of my genius of purpose to know that it's working within me to, now. To know that it's working within me now. And by its authority. And by its authority for abundant living. For abundant living. I cover my family. I cover my family with the power to advance. With the power to advance our minds. Our minds. Bodies. Bodies and souls. And souls. Safely, safely toward perfected completion. Toward perfected completion. When we speak affirmations like this in the power of our kinetic belief, not doubting, we can have peace that our children are under a covering of protection mm -hmm. that cannot be touched by those who seek their destruction. Ah. Continue using your kinetic belief to intercede for our schools. We have that creative authority, and there's no greater power that can stop it. Peace is always beautiful. That's what Walt Whitman said. Find beauty where you are, and you'll always be at peace. Sending out much light and love to all you creative creators around the world. Thanks as usual, Steve, for all the wisdom. Bye.